Leveling up. Extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. Hello and welcome. I'm George Swift from Bigger by Boulder and this is the Leveling Up podcast. The Leveling Up podcast is here to give you the personal development, the entrepreneurial development and the business growth that you, the ambitious business owner, desires. I'm here to give you the inspiration, the motivation, but above all else, to challenge your aspirations to take you and your business to the next level. Don't forget, subscribe to this podcast and never miss an episode. It is September, the kids are going back to school and we are starting to get our head back in the game if we maybe lost our head a little bit in the game over the summer period. I get it, we're busy, our family's been at home, it's been a crazy, hectic four or five months not just in the UK, but obviously across the world. And I get it, you might have switched off a little bit over summer, you may have found it a little bit hard going because maybe your client switched off over summer. Regardless, we are now getting into autumn, and autumn, if you know anything about me, is a period where I start to beat the sales activity drum. It is time to get back on that horse. It is time to push a little bit harder. It's time to go out and fight for what you need for you and your business. And today, I want to give you a reframe on selling that maybe will sit comfortably with those people out there, which I know there are many listening right now that feel a little bit uncomfortable with the whole idea, the whole concept of sales. The reason being, of course, it's a mindset issue, but it's not necessarily your fault because you've had bad experience around sales in the past. You've had terrible salespeople phoning you up on a Sunday afternoon trying to sell you double glazing or insurance or a claim, no win, no fee. You've also maybe seen a lot of films or TV programs or, you know, you've just observed really bad sales practices, you know, the hard sell, the heavy-handed sell, the, the the salesman that just really push products onto people who don't really want it, that take time from people that don't have it to give, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. So it's not surprising that many of us do have a negative connotation to sales. Double that down with most people's pathological fear of rejection, upsetting people, wanting to please people, not wanting to be the bad guy. Add all of that in place, you know, on top of the fear of failure, you know, the fear that you're being a burden to other people. And what you've got now is someone that is unconsciously going to be very, very resistant to getting out there and doing sales. Now, the reason I bang on so much about sales, both on this podcast, but also in all my masterminds and in my groups, is because sales is what's going to grow your business. Of course, you've got to do good things. You've got to deliver great service, build great products. You've got to do marketing well. You've got to do your systems, your processes. You've got to get your finance in order. Of course, all those things are important. But fundamentally, sales is what's going to grow your business. And I see way too many small business owners just struggling to achieve the potential, struggling to step into the possibility that's out there for them because of their reluctance to go out there and do sales. Now, as a person in your business that is expected to do sales, which almost certainly it's going to be if you're a small business owner, if you're a slightly bigger business owner and you maybe have other people that also do sales for you or take care of all your sales for you, then you still need to be in the sales game because you still want to make sure that you're stepping up to being the sales director, if you like, in your business that's pushing those salespeople to deliver the best results for your business. Regardless of where you are in your own business journey, sales is going to be with you from now until 
the day you exit your business, shut your business down, or you pop your clogs. Sales is what is going to grow your business and what maintains your business. Now, you already do a lot of sales in your business. It's just you don't necessarily feel like some of what I'm going to call sales is actually sales because it doesn't feel salesy. So let's say this, for example, I've yet to meet an entrepreneur who hates sales, but also who hates that telephone call with the prospect that's been recommended to them by someone that they know, they like, they trust, they have a strong relationship with. I don't know any business owner that doesn't enjoy that conversation. The person that phones up and says, I've been speaking to my friend Jack, and Jack says, you're the guy, you're the girl, you're the person that I need to be talking to to solve this problem, and I wonder if you might be able to help me. I don't know a single business owner that has a problem with that conversation. If you do have a problem with that conversation, then you are in serious trouble because, of course, nothing is handed more easily, more readily on a plate to you than that. And therefore, you need to go and definitely do some deep-rooted work on why you wouldn't enjoy that conversation. And I'll be honest with you, you need to really question your ability, your compatibility to entrepreneurism as a whole. Truth matter is, I have yet to find anyone in business that doesn't love that conversation. The person comes to you, they want to speak to you, they want to hear from you, they want you to sell to them, they want you to share your experience, your expertise with them, they want to buy from you. And you get to have a conversation where you consult with them and you ask what they're looking for and you're in there and you're relaxed and you're comfortable and because it doesn't feel like you're in a position of being mass rejected. It doesn't feel, of course, like you're putting upon them. It doesn't even feel like sales at this point. You're just trying to help someone out that's come to you from a trusted referrer or a trusted recommendee. And therefore, you're just consulting with them, finding out how you can help them, having that whole conversation about what it is they need, what the outcomes they're looking for, what are their specific problems, and then you talk about how you can help them and how you can start to solve their problems. That conversation is no different to most of your sales conversations. If you've listened to any episodes on this podcast around sales, you'll get this, okay? Hard sales doesn't need to be hard sales. Sales doesn't need to be crashing down doors, putting foot in the doorway. It doesn't need to be banging on windows, shouting at people, bullying people, belligerently chasing people, pressurizing people. It certainly shouldn't be manipulating people. Sales is about having meaningful conversations meaningful conversations around a product that matters to a specific person. That's what you want to be having more of going into this autumn. And I'm telling you now, whilst hard sales still works, okay, there's no question that hard sale works. There's no question that hard sales definitely worked if we go back through the 90s and maybe the 80s and even into maybe the noughties. But there's no question at the moment in my mind that what's going to work for you As someone who's a small business owner, probably a service-based business of some sort, trying to serve, trying to help, trying to help other people navigate the world that they're in, whether that's an individual or another business, and therefore you are in the game of consulting with people, helping people, solving their problems, you're a good guy and you want to do good things for other good people. I get it. This mindset shift that I'm talking about with you right now is going to be for you. This isn't about just picking up the phone, belligerently bashing it until someone says yes. In fact, whilst telesales definitely works, 
you know, that short-term transactional approach to telesales is not the one that I would ever implement for you, for me, for any other business. Telesales, like anything, works with consistency. It works with touching base, building relationships, staying in contact with people. It works in the long game. You'll get lucky in the short game, but it works when you're playing the longer game. The approach I want to talk to you today about is about having meaningful conversations about your product, your service that matters to the people it matters to. Those conversations, even though they might not be recommendations or referrals and therefore they might not feel as safe as those, it's fundamentally the same conversation. Someone contacts you out the blue and says, hi, I've heard you're the person I need to speak to. I've got this problem. Can you help me? That is a comfortable, safe conversation. Because you are fundamentally having a conversation that is meaningful to someone that your service, your product matters to. The only difference we're doing when we turn it into a more of a outreach sales kind of activity is that they're not coming to you, you're going out to them. That's the only difference. And as long as you know who you're targeting, as long as you know who needs your products, as long as you know who you are critical to, who you can serve, who you can help, who you can benefit. As long as you know that and you know how your product, your services benefits those people, then the conversations you're going to have are going to be meaningful. Now, of course, there's going to be rejection. Of course, people are going to misjudge you right from the get-go. You pick up the phone and you say, hi, I'm George. You haven't spoken to me before, but they're going to feel it's a sales conversation straight away. No matter how you tie ribbon around that, how you approach them, Even if you phone up and say, this isn't a sales call, whatever you say, they're going to be suspicious. Of course they are, because we are totally suspicious of anybody that reaches out to us who we don't have prior knowledge of or we don't have a prior relationship with. So you're always going to get that immediate rejection. People that no matter how compassionate you are, no matter how giving you are, how consultative you are, no matter how meaningful your intentions are, the bottom line is they're still going to potentially just not hang up on you as long as you're polite but they'll get you off the phone as soon as possible. Or if it's an email, they'll just ignore it or reject it. If it's some other form of communication like networking face-to-face, they might be polite with you and then kind of put your business card in the bin. Whatever it might be, you're still going to get that because that's the nature of life, okay? You don't need everyone to buy from you. You just need enough people to buy from you so that you can continue to develop and grow your business, your lifestyle, what it is you're trying to create for you, your family, for your clients, for maybe society wider. So you don't need everybody to say yes. You just need enough people to say yes. You're looking, you're seeking your perfect match. Just like in life with your husband or your wife or your partner, you don't need everybody to love you or even like you. You don't need everyone to want to marry you. You don't need everyone to want to go to bed with you. You just need enough. If we talk about marriage and that, you only need one. And even statistically speaking, if we work on the assumption that your first marriage has a 50-50 chance of success, then the chances are you probably only need two out of the whole world. And guess what? Your success rate in marriage goes up to like 80 plus, 90 plus percent on your third marriage. So worst case scenario, you only need three people to want to get married to you in order to have a happy, long marriage, right? Now, I'm being a bit facetious there. You get what I'm saying? You don't need everyone to love you and like you, but we go through life in this kind of denial that we're not upsetting people, denial that people like us and people love us and everything else. And we don't want to do anything that challenges that. We don't want to do anything that challenges our own opinion of ourselves. you know, that we are special, that we are important, that we are nice people. 
But here's the thing, just because someone hangs up on you, just because someone rejects you, just because someone says no to you does not devalue you in any way, shape or form. It just means there was a gap. Either the person you were speaking to wasn't the right person for you. In other words, there just wasn't a good chemistry there. Or the person just couldn't see how you could help them. Or the person was in a place where they were just incapable of even comprehending what it is you're doing and having a sensible conversation with you. Or it was just the fact that you approached them in a slightly wrong way or you could have handled it better, etc., etc. There'll be a reason why you got the no. And it isn't because fundamentally you're not worthy. It doesn't mean anything personal about you. These people don't even know you. How can it possibly be personal? If someone you're calling up for the first time, someone you're meeting networking for the first time, someone that you reach out to on LinkedIn or email for the first time, how can it possibly be personal that they're rejecting you? How can it possibly even be rejection? It's just a no. They're saying no. For whatever reason, it's just not right now. And just like marriage, sometimes you meet the right person, but it's at the wrong time. And it doesn't mean there was anything wrong with what could have been or anything wrong with the relationship. Doesn't mean there was anything inherently wrong with either of those two people or with the compatibility of those two people. It just wasn't the right time. And I want you to get your head into this kind of mindset when it comes to sales. Yes, people will still hang up on you. People may still be rude to you. You know, you put a really nice email out or you put a really nice direct message out on LinkedIn or another social media platform. And you may get some people come back being obnoxious or rude to you or offended by you in some way. It can't possibly be about you. They don't even know you at this point. So we have to put that shield up in front of ourselves and realize that when I'm going out there and I'm outreach, you know, and I'm doing outreach sales, it's not personal. It can't possibly be personal. It's got to only be about the other person. They either didn't warm to you. That's got nothing to do with you. It's them. They didn't warm to you. They didn't understand what you were saying. That's them not understanding what you were saying. It wasn't the right time for them. That's them it wasn't the right time for. You didn't communicate it well. That's your responsibility. You didn't target the right person. That's your responsibility. You don't learn from your mistakes. That's your responsibility. Does this make sense? Take responsibility for what is your responsibility, but understand that any form of rejection is all about the person that's doing the rejecting. It has to be because they're the ones rejecting. And if they're the ones rejecting, it has to only be about them and what's going on for them. Your job is to take responsibility for your part in it. Not in that one call particularly, but it's about moving forward and learning from that and understanding what you can do to improve your hit rate. What you want to do is have increasing numbers of meaningful conversations with people that your service or product matters to. If you have more and more of those conversations, you're going to find sales so easy, so comfortable. Obviously, you're going to make more closes because of that. You've got the right people in front of you. So, of course, you're going to have more success with your sales. You're going to feel better about sales And you're going to realize that actually, deep down secretly, you never even knew it. You love sales. What you don't love is the concept of rejection. You don't love pushing people to buy something that you perceive they don't want. You don't love going out there into the wilderness to be shot down. That's what you don't like. It's not the sales you don't like. It's the connotations around sales. And number one, not all sales ends in that kind of outcome. 
And number two, if you shift your whole mindset, your approach to targeting people that your product or service matters to, and your aim is to have meaningful conversations with them. Now, this is an approach that I would say is good at any time. I would say, given the uncertainty that we're going into in autumn, given what we're seeing all over the news, given what we're seeing around the world, given what we've all gone through, given what I can see for so many of my members and so many other small business owners out there, that it is getting tougher, that people are still interested, but it's harder to get the clothes. It's harder to get people signed up. It's harder to get money to transact because of all the uncertainty in the world, because the uncertainty in the individual. And in other episodes, I talk about how you have to create that certainty for them, not by manipulating them or lying to them or cheating with them, by having meaningful conversations with them. If you can get a couple of minutes with someone, you should be able to get 20 minutes from that same person. Most sales conversations are shut down in the first five seconds, 10 seconds, maybe the first 20 seconds. Once you've got them for a couple of minutes, the chances are you'll be able to keep them for a little bit longer. Now, I'm using telephone as an example right now. This could be Zoom, of course. This could be virtual networking. Networking itself is starting to open up. This could be a conversation you have with someone sitting on the bus, sitting on the plane, whatever it might be. When we're having this, what I call outreach sales approach, which is you're going out and speaking to someone that doesn't know you exist. That's what I'm calling outreach sales at the moment, as opposed to an inbound sale, which is when someone phones you up saying, hi, I'm looking for a product. Can you help me? Or someone's referred me to you. I need to have a chat with you, right? That's inbound. Of course, inbound is comfortable. Of course, inbound is the ultimate holy grail in terms of marketing, in terms of brand positioning, personal brand, brand identity. Of course, that's the ultimate aim of all of our businesses is where the phone doesn't stop ringing with people saying they want to be customers of ours. The truth matter is that is the holy grail. It's where we're working towards. We want to increasingly have more of that. But the truth matter is it's not easy to achieve that. It's certainly not the fast game. And for most business owners, it's unachievable to get to that place, certainly to that place where it's delivering all the business that they need. You're going to have to go out there and reach out to other businesses, reach out to other individuals who don't know who you are, put yourself in front of them and going to have to discuss how you can solve their problems. But as long as you keep the mindset, which is it's a meaningful conversation with someone that my product matters to, you are going to have the right kind of energy, the right kind of mindset, the right kind of conversation with them. You're going to bring the right body language. You're going to bring authenticity, honesty. That doesn't mean they're always going to pick up on this. I said this, you're still going to get inverted commas rejected, but there is no rejection of you. It can't possibly be about you. But you will increasingly have more meaningful conversations. And it's this meaningful conversation that's going to lead you to sales. It's not about how do I convince someone to buy my product? How do I manipulate someone into buying my product? How do I apply this technique or that strategy, this NLP mind meld? You know, it's not about anything like that. It's sitting in front of someone having a meaningful conversation about what they need, what they're trying to achieve, what their goals and ambitions are, what their fears are, what their desires are. And it's about you helping them make the match between what you do and what it is that they want to achieve what they want to get. If there's not a match, you want to be the business that turns around and says, I don't think we are right for you. And if you go into every sale willing 
to let the sale go, willing to walk away from the sale if it's not right for you or it's not right for the customer. Can you imagine what energy you're bringing to that? Number one, you're so much more confident in yourself, so much more authoritarian, but also you're more honest. You have more integrity and they will pick up on this. You don't have to tell people you're authentic. They'll see it. You don't have to tell people to trust you. They will trust you. You don't need to talk about your fucking integrity because it will be obvious for all to see. And when we go to these sales trainings and they're saying, right, you want to convey authority. You want to build trust. You want to, you know, be seen as authentic. Fuck me, right? What a lot to try and achieve. Just be those things, right? Don't, be, don't, don't try and betray it. Just be it. They'll see it. The human species, we've evolved over millions and millions of years to be able to decipher the intent of other human beings. We know when someone's in the room and we can't quite trust them. We know when we're in the room with someone and we think we can trust them. It's not infallible. It's not 100% by a long shot. We all know of people that we thought we could trust, but maybe we couldn't. But as a general rule, we do know when we're in the proximity of authenticity, integrity, honesty. We don't have to fucking portray it, act it. We don't have to sell it. We don't have to fucking speak about it or talk about it. Be it, they'll see it. Does this make sense? And then you go in there and you just go in there to serve and to help with the end aim in mind, which is to get the conversation to a point where you are either the right provider, the right product, the right service for them, or you're not. And that's on both sides. Either you're right for them or they're right for you. You need that harmonious match. And that's what the conversation should be about. It shouldn't be about trying to convince someone to buy a product. It shouldn't be, you know, how to sell something. The conversation should be a meaningful one that really gets under the bonnet of the individual, really gains you the the information that you need to really know whether or not you can help this person. And that's the question you're always asking yourself. Can I help this person? Can I give this person what they want? If the answer is yes, the next question is this. Are they the right person for me? Are they the person that's going to work well with me, make me look good in my business? Are they going to do what they need to do? Do I want this business? Too many people going to sales thinking it has to be salesy because of what you've experienced in the past, maybe what you've done in the past, maybe what you've been taught in the past, maybe what you've seen on TV or films or you know, just witnessed in the past. And the truth of the matter is, for small business owners, it's just not like that. Rather than trying to convince someone to buy something that they're not sure they want to buy, you want to find out what it is they really need and what they genuinely want and see if there's a connection. And if there is, your job is to consult with them, to have a meaningful conversation with them, to demonstrate to them how what you do can serve and help them in what they're achieving. You do it with authenticity, you do it with integrity, you do it with honesty, you're willing to walk away if it's not right for them or it's not right for you. And then at the end of the conversation, it's a real simple, which is, do we go with this then? Are you up for this then? When shall we stop? Whatever it is, you don't need fucking manipulative fucking closes. You don't need a million closes. You just need to get them to a point where the fundamental question comes out, which is right. You're right for me. I can see I'm right for you. I can see how I can definitely help you. Can you see how I can definitely help you? Yeah. Is this something that you want to move forward on? 
It doesn't have to be some really compounded, convoluted closing process designed to manipulate another human being to do something against their will that favors you. If you've listened to any of my episodes over the past month, I've talked a lot about big brands and big brand marketing, you know, and, you know, how we're manipulated into buying products because if we weren't manipulated into buying products, we wouldn't want the fucking things. However, you do something meaningful. I know you do. You're a small business owner. You do something meaningful that is needed by another person. You want to find more of those people, have the meaningful conversations. You will get more sales. You'll be more confident. You'll realize that you are actually a great salesperson. You love sales. Your business will grow and you are on the trajectory of that extreme business growth that we are all looking for. Awesome. Thank you for listening. As always, we're going to September, going into autumn. Look, it's going to be a bumpy ride. We are definitely going to be hitting some turbulence over the next three to six months, maybe beyond. Hang in there, fasten your seatbelt, take control of your aircraft, ride those bumps, ride those waves. Stick with me. I'm here all the way through it with you to help you with the mindset, to help you with the tactics, to help be in your team with you, on that journey with you. Together as small business owners, we must band together, collaborate together, work together, support each other. I truly believe we are the future of society. We are the fabric of society. One in 10 roughly working people run their own business. Most of those businesses are one-man bands. We need to stick together. We want to make sure that we get through this and get to the other side. There'll be some good times ahead of us. There'll be some tricky times, and I'm sure there'll be some really tough times coming up. It's just the nature of what's unfolding in the world around us right now. Let's get through this. Let's do what we need to do. Grow our businesses, maintain our businesses, maintain our lifestyles for ourselves, our families, our loved ones, society around us. And together, we will get through this. If you are feeling a little bit alone out there, you're feeling a little bit like a ship lost at sea, if you're unsure of what you should be doing, shouldn't be doing, if you don't have the support around you that maybe you once had, if you want to come and give us a shout, we'd love to hear from you and talk to you about what we're doing at Bigger, Brighter, Bold, what we're doing with our mastermind groups at all levels, whether you are under 100K and looking to break that 100K turnover mark, or whether you're over 100K or even multiple hundreds of K, even a million, and you're looking for that extreme growth in your business, then definitely come and talk to us. You'll find an email for Tracy Miller in the descriptions below. Drop her a line, say to her, look, you know what? I think I need some help. I think I need some support. I think I need to be around like-minded people who support me, encourage me, educate me, stimulate me, kick me up the arse and hold me accountable when I need it. What have you got on offer? And let us have a meaningful conversation with you about what it is that we do and how we can support you in your aims and your endeavors and what it is that you're trying to achieve for yourself, your business, your family, your loved ones, and your overriding aspirational ambitions. If you're not ready for that conversation just yet, then go and check out my website. You'll also see a bunch of resources there, but also you'll see some resources in the descriptions of this episode to help keep you on track, keep you focused, and keep you in the game. I look forward to hearing from you. I'd love to see you at some point in the future. We'd love to welcome you in our groups. Until then, as always, be successful. Leveling up extreme business growth through raising your game. When what was once extraordinary becomes ordinary, you know you've leveled up. 